The postseason is here. The wild card series start tomorrow. We're going to preview all four of them on Talking Baseball. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's October 2nd and the playoffs start October 3rd. The regular season has concluded. It's in the past. We don't care about it anymore. If you're going to a playoff game, use code JOHNBOYPOSTSEASON at SeatGeek to get yourself $20 off. 10% off. Ooh, 10% off. JOHNBOYPOSTSEASON at SeatGeek. Trev, Jake, Biebs. How we doing, Trev? Into the all white. I love this painter outfit. I went old school. John Boy Media Shop shop. Johnboymedia.com has this hat. If you want it, I felt like this hat was appropriate today because Jake has been talking a lot of ish last night on the group chat, talking about his preseason prop bets that he hit went three for three. Then in the John Boy ATS league for football, he's four and zero. This guy's on a winning streak, so I had to bring him back down a little bit. Jim, that's why I got the hat on. Jake, how are you, though? Nice. Good job. Yeah, dude. You're down. You, you really got back at me by wearing some of my personal merch. You're down. Just wearing it uh, around. You're down. You've been smashed down. Did you hear Oh, what hey, I said? why are you wearing that? Oh, well, my friend Jake, um, Jim, Trev, Biebs, we're here. And it doesn't even feel like it because we are in the weird day before games, <laughs> the little eye of the storm a little bit. Uh, I'm excited for tomorrow. We're live streaming. All day tomorrow. Me and Jimmy in chairs. We're not getting up to pee. We're in the chairs all day. You're going uh, zero pee? And um, Joe's is with us, right? But Joe's asked to pee the whole time. Joe's so it's going to be quite stream the stream. Uh, wait, I might do some cash out betting. Hey, I'm going to do a Joe's impression. Wait, we're streaming tomorrow? Um, so excited to get in the teeth of the postseason. And these first this first week and a half is such a whirlwind. Like... You've got the wild card series. You forget, like, the wild card teams that lose, they're so instantly out of your brain. Like, they, Cardinals last year. Oh, we're in the playoffs. They we're become gone. not a playoff team anymore. It's over. Texas mm-hmm. Rangers season could end. Mets last year didn't make the playoffs. With a ball that goes off the mm. trop Bl- ceiling. Blue Jays last year didn't make the playoffs. Mets only Reds made in the 2020 they had a losing season. Mets only made the playoffs because of Joe Musgrove's years. Like, they, mm. they were a part of it because of that. Yeah, they had a memory. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Gotta make a memory. That's super fair. Trev's so hot right now. I don't know what you guys are talking about. At all. <laughs> what? At all. I thought we were spelling and it out. And thanks for everyone that's joined us from Apple. You probably saw our picks. Thanks for coming through. <laughs> <laughs> Pistachio's our color. And we're nuts. All right. Baseball. The first series. The first series. We're Cronpot. Uh, Texas oh, Rangers Cronpot. will be going to Tampa to play the Rays. Rangers versus Rays in the American League. The Rangers took the regular season series four to two. Uh, they uh, lost the first series. Tampa Bay won, uh, scored a lot of runs on them in every single game. And then that was in June. And then in July, right after the break, 
the Rangers swept the Rays. So none of that matters, nor holds anyway, because it was so long ago. I only care about series that were played in September when it comes to past matchups. But that's just me. They have the worst slate. Um, they're the 308 game uh, Eastern time, which is 12 o'clock Pacific time on ABC. So loser of this didn't make the playoffs. Now I see what you're we'll trying to, you. to spell here. Okay. Yes. They will be erased from memory as a playoff team, which sucks for the Rangers since they won the division, had a really good year. Didn't win the division. But, oh, yeah, you're right. They led, they led the division for 139 games, hmm. didn't win the division, and now they're here. Damn, that stinks, Rangers. You're starting to get it. Letting the Astros skip the wild card round is just not good for any other baseball team. I do understand what you're saying now, but I implore all people who are at work during these games, just watch the games instead of doing your work. Let I me ask you this, okay. Trev. Who, who uh, did the Rays make the postseason last year? Yes, they did. Only because of the Oscar Gonzalez walk-off. Yeah. Memory. SpongeBob. Okay. Well, the Cardinals got in last year because of that awful ninth inning. Oh, that was horrible. Anyway, Jake, what do you got in this series? What what what's got your eye? The thing I can't get over, and maybe this is a Yankees fan that's been bludgeoned by the Rays being the Rays the past couple of years, but the feeling that Texas has to be feeling, and I I realize this isn't the athlete mentality, but also people are smart enough. Like you said, Jim, they led the division for 139 games, and they lose it on the last day of the season to the Houston Astros. The big bad wolf, the guys that have been exhibit A in the AL of who you want to be, six straight ALCSs, and you switch. You go from three games to decide your season, or a bye, relax, take a couple days, clear your head. And I know there's still some arguments to be had about um, you know, rest versus rust, like getting the at-bats and continuing and getting hot and winning a series and that momentum and what that feels like. But if you're the Texas Rangers, I'm sorry, your, your season comes down to a 2 p.m. Central time game in the Trop. Like, I just feel like I've seen that story before. And as much as I love the Texas Rangers and I love the bats, the Rays' bullpen is back. They've got options back there. Um, and Tyler Glasnow is going to get the pill in game one. Like the Rays can always pitch that. I just feel like it's Texas can come out and maul and win this. It's three games. Every team we're about to discuss, we can say can win the series so easily. It's three baseball games, maybe two, but the Rays in the trap with their pitching. Like, I just feel like there's going to be a time you can look up at the scoreboard and it's like, okay, yeah. Yandy Diaz hit that ball in the gap in the third inning and it's been three one and it's the eighth inning. Like, how did we get here? So I'm, I'm horrified that Texas's season comes down to three games in the drop. I think that is a lot of the Yankee fan. You, I, I get it. Like we, we talk about the Rays all the time and what it means to go down to the drop. One thing I will say is because it's a dome, we're not going to have these strange shadows that we usually get in these wild card games. So if you're a Rangers fan, you have to be happy about that. Great yes. call, Trev. I now, <laughs> I now am glad. This series is taking place at the Trop, something I never thought I'd be or say. But I hate the 3 o'clock. We saw it yesterday because all yeah. the games end at or start at 3 o'clock. The shadows in the Yankees-Royals game were, like, unbelievable. It was night and day. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'm going. I hate that. I hate when these wild card games come down to okay, well the batters are blind for four innings, so this isn't real baseball at all. So yes, good. Go trap. Go. Go trap. Go. And and a lot of people are talking about you know the Rays injuries. Obviously, you know what happened to their pitching staff, but you know B. Lau and and some of the other guys that are Jose Siri, they think might be back and. We can talk all about that. The Rays won 99 games this year. They won 99 games, and I feel like they were kind of like sleepwalking through the whole season. But in September, they were 16 and 11. In August, they were 17 and 8. I mean, they had one bad month this year. This team is very, very good. But I think the Rangers, everyone's kind of healthy. Obviously, not Max Scherzer, but the lineup is healthy. There's something. There's something to be said about an offense waking up, and I, I think. When I look at this Rangers offense, I, I just I kind of like it too much. And I don't know if that's right or wrong of me, but I have so much faith in their offense that I, I I'm leaning Rangers in this series because of it. Well, the they're gonna see all righty starters from the Rays. The Rays all five of their starters, I believe, at the end of the season were righty. Their bullpen has some lefties in there, I'm, and I'm, I'm sure they dispersed them balanced, but I it seemed like there was more top-heavy righties in the bullpen. I was a little surprised. Usually I look at the Rays, and it's so balanced. So many different I looks. I think the Rangers, pitching-wise, are more balanced, but maybe not as skilled. Glass now, um, is it Glass now, Eflin, Savali? Is that what they're going to do officially, or is that just what we're guessing? But... Some pretty good pitching. But, yeah, a lot of righties. You know, Seager's been the Rangers' best hitter. He's a lefty. They've got um, blanking on his name. I think the bottom of their lineup is a lot of lefties. But we got the the low low, brothers. Low, lefty, yeah. Um, And then a bunch of switch hitters. But Glasnow's curveball has been incredible this season. He's thrown 400-plus curveballs. He's given up 10 hits on it. He's got a 50-something uh, swing and miss on the curve this year, 51.6%. The Rangers are a good team against curveballs, and their best hitters uh, have good numbers against curveballs. So I'm interested in that matchup. And if it is Glass now versus Monty, if Monty's going to be the first, that's two tall, over-the-top curveball pitchers, just a righty and a lefty, and that's kind of fun. I like when you see... Pitchers that have similar pitches going against each other. So, like, if it's two guys that are going to be going four-seam fastball, curveballs, you know, mixing it up, I I will enjoy that. Nice. Trev, I want to, because you made it seem like you're lean in Texas, um, I want you to walk all over yourself a little bit here because I do have a couple things going on. Uh, Like you mentioned, the Rays sneakily... Had an incredible season. It just it the Orioles were always three steps ahead of them, uh, which again shouldn't be shots fired at the Rays. Like the Orioles just had this incredible season. Tampa has the second best record in the AL to the Orioles. It's in the trop. Like uh, I love I love the Rangers lineup as much as the next guy, but is Tampa not the favorite in this series? Are other teams scared of the trap besides the Yankees? Because I don't think they are. I think that's a very Yankees-only thing. Well, I think the trap itself is just an image of weird baseball. 
Yeah, but I feel like baseball. other teams have gone there in the play, playoffs, and it, I think that's a very Yankee brain thing that we're. Uh, they've hosted some wild card games in recent years, and the trap like actually gets packed, and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" Like, wait, they can do this? Yes, but the Yankee fans we're not scared of it because of that. We're scared of it because they don't play our outfielders, the Yankees, and they don't like. I'm not talking about that. Okay, I'm not. Talking I mean, about I that. don't think it's like a great place to go into and play. You're not usually you're not worried about any sort of crowd at all. That definitely changes during. The postseason, although I'd assume we see some Texas Rangers fans in there as well. It's kind of just Ooh. how it happens in the trop. You know, you're going to get some visiting fans there. I'd I'd venture out to say that that's probably one of the better teams the Rays could welcome into the trop as far as like visiting fans coming in. If it was like the Yankees or another AL East team, you'd see many more, or like the Cubs, one of the bigger teams, bigger market teams. You see much more visiting fans, and so I think that plays to the Rays' advantage. I mean, I, I I do think there is something there. I think my decision, and I don't, I don't know if I'm fully committed to the Rangers yet, is, you know, B. Lau's not in the lineup. You do have Luke Rayleigh kind of nursing something. He's coming back. You know, hopefully he'll be okay for this series at full strength. Um, same with Jose Siri. I just, it's just in my head, man. I guess I really don't have a great reason, and, and a lot of these series are going to be like that. I mean, you, you know, look at the season record, you know, Rangers won it four to two. Is there really any, I know the games are really close. The run differential was right there. So it's, it's kind of anyone's game in my mind. I just see, I just see this Rangers offense getting hot. Hitting some big homers and they're all healthy. And I like that. You can say the same thing about the Rays though, too. I mean, you really could. I mean, Yandy Diaz just won the batting title. Go look at his baseball reference page this year. It's, I was just uh, in Colorado. I saw Nolan Jones just looking like a absolute stud there. Then you got Yandy Diaz, and you're like, Guardians, what were you thinking? <laughs> I know that's mean, but sheesh. 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 Is Monty going to start? Or are they being all coy? They're trying to outraise the Rays. It's a scary proposition, but it's going to be Monty Evaldi. They're lined up. I think you can. I think you can outraise the Rays. The Astros have done it. The Dodgers done it. The Yankees are terrible at it. Um, the Yankees. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm saying you guys keep like subconsciously doing it. The Rays are the Rays. I like the Rangers in this series. Okay. There I like you go. the Rangers offense a ton. I like the Rangers offense on turf a ton. I think the ball's going to be faster. Be. I think there's going to be a good amount of hits. But I am interested to see how they work with their starting pitching and their bullpen. And if they're going to try and like get really funky and like do an opener to, to avoid having one of their bullpen guys pitch later in the game, you know, opener Monty someone, I don't know if they're going to do that. I doubt they're going to do that, but if they're really trying to outraise race like that, then I don't like it at all, but there's going to be some tough decisions of when do you pull your starter because you need to get as many outs as you can uh, before you go to that pen. And then you also, the offense needs to get some some big leads. But I like the Rangers' offense a lot. They just, you can't really find a bad split on them. That's going to be probably the most talked about portion of this series is the Rangers' bullpen. And, you know, if they have a one, two-run lead, how safe do they feel? Who do they go to? I mean, Chapman's probably not. I, I mean, I'd, I'd assume he's not going to be closing games out, but but maybe he will. It just kind of the last time we saw him out there in September, it 
wasn't looking pretty. He was very erratic. So you have Leclerc back there, and, and he's got swing and miss stuff. So you, you like that. I think there's some guys there who can get hot, but it's definitely going to be a, a point of interest, as it has been all season long with them. Can can they finish games out? And I, I agree with you, James, that I think they're going to be looking f- for a definite length from their starters. Maybe a situation where Bochi feels like he's got to leave a guy out there a little bit longer than he wants to because it's going to be better for the team than going into that bullpen. I don't think you can manage that way through the playoffs. So at some point, you got to put some trust in some guys in the back end and, and kind of hope it pans out. You just got to pick the right ones at the right time. Yeah, I don't think they're long for the entire postseason unless they have like some crazy hero step up and you're like, oh, this guy didn't get a single hold all season, but he's the dude now. Like that's the kind of magic they need that you're talking about. Yes. Um, I don't know. I I need to see Glass now do it in the postseason and like really shut teams down. I think he's had good starts, but not great length. And am I right there? Like I don't have... He had a couple uh, of rough starts in September. He ended it well. He last has one year game he would, pitched against Texas. Yeah, last year he had a good year. wild card. It was the 2020 postseason. That is my memory, where he was had a six three ERA and and I think didn't have a single good game, but he did have a good game in the wild card against the Guardians. Five innings pitched, zero runs, five strikeouts, two hits. So shadow ball. And against Texas, he was six innings, one earned run this year. That was in June, and that was like the Texas Rangers lineup. I don't know. I, I um, you know, Texas is an under 500 team on the road. The Rays are have an extremely good record at home. And I, when you guys were talking bullpen before, I guess the thing for me is like, <laughs> the Rays are going to be so excited to press whatever button they press in their bullpen. Like, whether it's... You know, obviously Fairbanks on the back end, but, you know, even in those middle innings, Sean Armstrong, Kittredge, Stevenson, Diekman, like the Rays, when they press their button, it's what we talk about, that Rays empowerment. Like, we're putting you in a spot we believe in you in. We want you to come in where whenever Texas presses the button, it's going to be, like, panic. Like, uh, this bullpen that's been so scary all year, it's going to be more, will they survive? I don't know. I um I, I think you can hear it in my voice. I'm I'm liking how this lines up for Tampa. They're very even in runs and runs allowed and run differential over the season. I thought it was going to be different than that. Five point four runs, Rangers uh, averaged five point three for the Rays. Four point four runs allowed for the Rangers. Four point one for the Rays. I thought that was going to be a much bigger difference. So. The Rangers have a plus one run differential, and the Rays have a plus 1.2. Yeah, there's a bunch of cool storylines in this matchup. You mentioned the Low Brothers, or the, yeah, Low Brothers. Uh, Randy Rosarena, Adelise Garcia is a fun match. Uh, fun matchup. Although Rosarena's been struggling. I have some stats here since July 1st 218, 323, 361. That just seems like Randy's going to step it up for the playoffs, doesn't it? Like, I'm not even worried about that. He's been bored since the Classic. Yeah, I say that, and I'm like, oh, shit. That just means Randy's going to go off in the playoffs. So uh, don't even think about those numbers, people. You know that's what's going to happen. He's going to hit a big homer now thinking Rays. I'd start a Valdi. They have him lined up for game two, we think. Yeah, I think, but I like him in game one. I don't know how they lined it up. I don't know who's been pitching down the stretch, but Evaldi just kind of has some big games under his belt. 
He started the wild card game against the Yankees. He started some big games. He did a postseason run. It would be Monty's first time being like, you know, he's thrust into that role. Um, seeing pitchers their first time. Not not be ready mentally for like, you know, oh shit, game one, I'm on the bump. I think Evaldi's more, your more steady, stable presence there. And he's very familiar with the trap. Uh, where Monty has only started five games in his career there, I think. Which was, I was surprised that it was so low after being on the Yankees for so long. So, I don't know. They haven't officially announced that, right? We don't know their starters. Yeah. All right, let's... Their yeah, reporters Predi- are educated time. guessing that because they're lined up, but haven't said. I'll go. I think the Rangers win this in three games. I think it goes to a do or die and they win the last game. I think I'm with you. I don't. I wouldn't put any money on this, and it might be Me more either. of a want than a want than a think. I think it's going to go three games. Although, uh, man, imagine if it goes two games, Rangers lose both, and then you're like, you didn't make the playoffs at all. You were never. You were never existed. You definitely made the playoffs. There, it's right here. It's right uh, here. I don't know. This is you know. This is like a bubble. Okay. These, these are like in effect. Uh, you know, the play-in game for March Madness. Sure, you were on the bracket. Okay. For me, it feels like anything I would lean into as a sports guy comes up race. Like, it's in Tampa. Like, the Rays have done wild cards throughout the years. This is Texas's first time at the dance. Like, I feel like this Texas team that had the ALS one all year, now they don't. And now they're in Tampa playing 3 p.m. playoff games with Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom on the IL. Like, this lines up for... A little bit of a, like, what if? And I hope I'm wrong, because I do love watching this Texas team go and, like, what Evan Carter's been doing, the kid at the bottom of the lineup. Like, their lineup, when they're full tilt, they could be... I think when they're right, they're the scariest team in the AL. I'm just worried they're walking into a buzzsaw right now. Like, Tampa's done this. They won't be scared to go to their bullpen in the third inning if they need to. And Texas, I, I feel like they're in the exact opposite boat. So, I don't know. I'll go with the Rays in Tampa. The Rangers are going to have to have length out of their starters, or else, yes, it's going to turn quickly. Uh, But I I believe in them. I do. You know what stat I would love for these? The cluster out stat that uh, Katie uh, Sharp um, helps us with talking Yanks and Worship Base, wherever she gives us. Like, what team is more prone to the quick inning? Mm. Because for a team like the Rangers... If the Rays are prone to that, or like they get all their inning, uh, runs in one inning and then they have a bunch of dead innings between, or do they put men on base every inning? Like that's going to help the uh, the uh, Rangers' length. Now, Valdi seems like a pitcher who can get some quick innings, but I didn't watch him that much this year. Watch him a lot in the past. Yeah, and his, his playoff history wasn't as impressive as I thought. <clears throat> and not a ton of length. Well, he like, was a bullpen for the bullpen for the. Well, that was 2018. He he pitched a lot in 2021, was it? 2021 playoffs, yeah. four starts. They were, the and wild, they were all fine. It was the wild card, and then he went on. Yeah, wild card game. Yeah, pitching DS and three games in the yeah. CS. Well, but my point wasn't about length. It was just about nerves. Sure. Yeah, agree. But length matters for Texas in a big way. True. 
All right, moving on. What's the next one on the docket? Stay it's in Twins, the AL. Blue Jays. Oh. Oh, we're staying in the AL? All right, Blue Jays versus the Twins. Trev's Twins. So I'll, I'll give you some info on the, the Blue Jays, and I'll let you take the Twins, Trev. But they split their series three games apiece. Toronto won the first one. Minnesota won the second one. Um, lots of runs in all of them, it looks like. The Blue Jays are a winning team home and a winning team on the road. How about that? They're 25 and 20 in one run games. So that's pretty good for the Blue Jays. The most the Blue Jays were under 500 was two games, and that was in April. Uh, after ranking seventh in home runs in 2022, Toronto ranked 16th in home runs in 2023. Their offense has not been that crazy all year, although their starting pitching has been uh, really good. And they are likely to start Gossman, Bassett, and Barrios. Someone you know, Trev, because you know the Twins. I do know the Twins, and man, I just, I'm going to have a hard time, I feel like, getting my mind off of what I think is going to happen. Okay. Um, but I will just kind of go over the Twins. Uh, it's going to be Sonny Gray, or excuse me, Pablo, excuse me, first, then Sonny, the second game. And then probably Joe Ryan game three, uh, although he's kind of struggled in September just a little bit. Uh, so that could be up in the air, but I believe it probably will be Joe Ryan. Um, Twins lineup has been ultra hot. The end of the season with the A's and Colorado. So you can kind of take what you want from that. I just was in Colorado, Colorado with them and just saw them absolutely mash balls up and down the lineup. But again, I will temper my expectations just because we were in Colorado. They lost 103 games this year. Some of the guys they were throwing out there were, you know, weren't weren't the best. I'll say that. Um, but I, I think the Twins lineup is very deep, especially when you talk about right-handed pitching. I'm curious to see if the Blue Jays do any funny business because when the Twins do face a lefty starter, changes kind of everything. Rocco really likes the the platoon kind of you know uh, righty lefty matchups but it takes away some of like the best hitters in the twins lineup when he does that. Now he's the guy that will pinch hit in the third inning. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to do that. They've been doing it all year. I believe they had the third most pinch hits in baseball. And if you look up and down their roster, it's kind of funny. There's nobody that's the main breadwinner, essentially. Like you're going to have a bunch of guys with 15 home runs. You have a bunch of guys with like 60 runs driven in, and you're just going to go up and down and see that. Some of those, some of the reasons for that is because you know they're relying on some rookies who didn't get called up till late in the season. Eddie Julian is a stud. I talk about him all the time on talking baseball. I think he's going to be a huge factor here. Uh, Matt Wallner's another rookie that you know has been hitting the ball out of the ballpark and looks really polished for a rookie. Alex Kirilov is still one of the young guys, although he's not a rookie anymore. Uh, another just really polished hitter that could go, could pump you any part of the ballpark. I think the main thing that we're looking at here as, uh, you know, Twins fans is, you know, what's Royce Lewis going to look like when he comes back? Because he was, you know, the fireball that kept them going, you know, all season long. You know, we all know about the grand slams and what he could do at the plate, but he hasn't he hasn't played in a few, like 10 days, 12 days, something like that. Um, and then Carlos Correa, he's been on the IL. He's supposed to come back. Buxton's kind of the wild card. I asked around a lot, is he going to be on the roster? And you kind of get, 
different answers from whoever you talk to. Um, I don't know if I would have him on the roster, to be honest with you, unless he could play center field, which he hasn't done all year long, and I don't think he'll just come out and do it now. If you eat up the DH spot with him, and he hasn't taken a bat since like for months, I don't know if that's the right play in a in a quick series like that, especially when you have guys that you would get out of the lineup for him that have been producing. So I like the Twins lineup. I like the Twins starting pitching. And the bullpen has really taken form in the last month. You got like six dudes back there that are blowing like 100 miles an hour. Like I don't think people give enough credit to this Twins bullpen and what it can do right now. You got Brock Stewart back. Uh, Chris Paddock came and is throwing absolute cheese out of the pen. You know, he had Tommy John, like, been in the organization rehabbing. He looks nasty. Louis Varlin got put back in the pen. He's throwing 100 miles an hour. You know about Duran. And they, they have a, the Twins have a very beefy roster right now that have, and they've all been producing. And they're like kind of all getting healthy at the same time, all getting hot at the same time. So it scares me a little bit that I've kind of seen their best baseball as of late. But when they're playing their best baseball, I'm telling you guys, this team is. It's trouble for the playoffs. This series is awesome. Uh, both of these teams have a little bit of recent disappointment in their history. Like there's the Twins and their their playoffs and not winning a game and that whole thing. Blue Jays, popcorn, the movie. One of these teams is going to advance and have won two games in a playoff and, and is going to be feeling really good about themselves. And Trev, everything you're saying about uh, the Twins pitching, which uh, uh, Foolish Bailey opened up my eyes. We did a Wake and Jake episode, and he's like, dude, look at this. The guys in this Twins bullpen, the depth pieces, no joke. That there's so much to like about this. We have horses. Uh, every t- Blue Jays starter that'll touch the mound this series has thrown 185 innings plus. The first two twin starters that'll touch the mound in this series, have thrown 185 innings plus. So you've got actual true horses that these teams believe in who will take the mound to start the game and see where we're at. And then we've got do-or-die playoff baseball where, you know, how are the Blue Jays going to use, like, Ryu and Kikuchi? Are they going to get in the mix? Yeah. Because they've got six guys in their bullpen they like. So do the Twins that <laughs> I think this is the best series of the first round, and I'm... um. I don't know. I'm kind of juiced. Like, whoever comes out of this with the dub, like, they're going to really be feeling themselves with a confidence that their organization hasn't felt in a little bit. I think Kikuchi is a, a wild card here because of a lot of the hitters that are very productive for the Twins are left-handed. So if you can get him in spots where you, you know, maybe Rocco has stacked him somewhere, and you want to bring Kikuchi in in a high leverage situation in like the fifth inning or something like that, and maybe he pitches a couple, I could see that 100% happening. Maybe trying to force Rocco's hand into pinch hitting for some of these guys, getting Eddie Julian out of the game. Um, it's going to be, yeah, I think some of that is going to be a chess match because the, the Blue Jays bullpen is also very good, not just Kikuchi and those guys that are getting back there. I mean, Hicks has been phenomenal. Jordan Romano has been phenomenal. They have, they have, real deal back of the uh, bullpen guys as well. So I agree. I mean, this is, it's a good matchup. I think it's my preferred matchup of any of the teams that they could have faced as far as like the twins. 
It's there's like a little bit of slap of the face bulletin board material as Gossman was lined up to pitch the last day and they decided to go bullpen day, I believe, or a, a young rookie starter. Almost like, hey, who cares if we lose this game because we'll get the twins? Well, well, I think I don't it's know also if that's Gossman, how it went down, but I think they'd rather. I think it's. I think you want Gossman in the playoffs more than you want to try to not face the twins or worry about who he's pitching against. He's he's pretty good. And he's kind of like twin, he, Yanks saw the him thing twice is the twins recently. The twins have got him. Uh, I saw Carl Garlic hit his splitter once. Oh. Got good numbers off his splitter. I was trying to see that because he's a, uh, Gossman throws a splitter a lot, which is a pitch that many teams haven't faced. It looked like the Twins hadn't faced many splitter pitchers besides Gossman. Um, from a quick search I just did, but. The other thing that's interesting that, you know, we just saw the Blue Jays recently uh, as Yankee fans. Their outfield defense is really good. Really good. So I looked up the numbers, and Baseball Savant does have them um, atop the leaderboard when it comes to um, outfield defense. As a team, I think in outs above average, they're second behind the Brewers. Um, The Twins rank poorly. In outfield defense, actually, no, they're a slightly above average in outfield defense. They write they rank really poorly in infield defense. Um, sort of the Blue Jays; they're both kind of not great in infield, which I I think you wouldn't really think. It it, it just that's depends what the stats on. Say. Yeah, for the Twins, it kind of depends on who's out there. If you have Royce healthy at third base and Carlos healthy at shortstop and Polanco at second base. That's pretty good. The first baseman, they've kind of been running a bunch of people, different people out there, whether it's Donovan Solano or, or Kirilov. Julian isn't exactly polished yet defensively, although he's I did see you know a difference uh, throughout the season with him. He's getting better. Um, and then the outfield for the Twins, Michael A. Taylor in center field is very good. Gold Glover, Max Kepler could be a gold Glover. Like he's that good. Left field for them is a weakness for sure defensively, whether it's you have Matt Wallner out there, whether you have I mean, there could be a bunch of different guys that kind of rotate that spot, but I would give the edge defensively to the Blue Jays. They're, well, I mean, their outfield is really good. Like, you know, Special. if Kiermaier, Springer, they made some plays Varsho's that was insane. And Varsho, too. They made some plays yeah. that were uh, nuts, which is really fun to watch. Kiermaier is a, a fun postseason player to watch if he's doing his thing. And center field, and all he needs to do, well, he doesn't, he stopped swinging for home runs this year, is what he said. Um, but I remember he popped a couple in that World Series against the Dodgers, and you're like, oh, he's going to do that as well. Um, so that's fun. Prediction? Man, I really wish the Blue Jays were. Gave me more faith in their offense, which I like, but they just haven't because I really like their starting pitching. I like their bullpen, and I like their defense. I don't love their bullpen, but I like their bullpen. I really like their starting pitching. I don't think you – how could you not? And I, I like their defense, but I don't know. Just watch the Yankees kind of shut them down. Like a, Eventually, they took off against the Yankees' bullpen, but like the Yankees started to kind of shut them down a little bit, and I was like, what? Even in big situations when they had runners on, and then it was like they kind of just like didn't go get through. So, I here's what I think though. If I think if the if the Blue Jays can find some timely hitting, 
then I really like them, their makeup to like make a deep postseason run. Or I think their bats go dead for these three games and they never stood a chance because they couldn't get any hits and they lose close games. Um, so I guess I'm not trying to rip on them. I because I think if they just find a couple fucking hits with runners on, I like I like truly like them to win and and make a deep run. I'll go with your twins. You're kind of convincing me, but I don't really think that. So I I can't I can't. <laughs> yeah, they've never they haven't won. And Kyle Garlic, Kyle Garlic did the kiss of death. He did the Hasselback. Garant was it gar, was it Garlic? Guaranteed victory. I think Wait, who's what? Did, when is when did Kyle Garlic guarantee? Was it Garlic? Who was it? What are you talking thought, about here? I think it was Trev, maybe it was Kyle Farmer, Trev's guy. Is it Farmer? I think Farmer. Did he, he said no one guaranteed victory. What are you talking? Yes, they about? did. When the Twins clinch, he said, "I know we haven't won one, but I guarantee that stops this year." Oh, I didn't see that. Well, come on, that's that's. Well, you don't have to say that. Don't don't act like you have to guarantee. That's a victory. champagne drunk. You know, having fun with it. All right, so you're, farmer, you're going Farmer. I love that he said that. He's that farmer's the glue guy. Of course, he's supposed to say that. 2023 Central Division. Offer. How good does that sound? Uh, incredible. Uh, this team has worked so hard for it, and we played so well. And, uh, you know, it, this you, you can't beat these fans tonight. I mean, y'all brought it, and we're going to do it again in October. So let's do it again. Come on out. Let's go. Uh, this, this team is awesome. We worked so hard, and I'm so proud of them. You mentioned the fans. This is the first time in 13 years that they have been here to celebrate with you guys. How special is that? How much does the energy on a night like this help? Yeah, it's incredible. I was sitting out there and just taking As well as anybody, how important depth and the next part is this division title? Yeah, I mean, all 26 guys on the roster, even the 40-man roster, guys in AAA have pitched in and helped us out. So, uh, you know, this depth, is our bench is so deep, and so is our 40-man roster, and Rocco and the staff, does such a great job putting us in the right situations. Well, congratulations. Go enjoy it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's go. All right. I don't know, James. I don't I, know, James. I skipped around the fucking video because it's... We're going to get that first win. Bam. Just taking it all in. And, you know, everybody did such a great job tonight. And uh, we're going to get that first win since 2004. I promise you that. Uh, as a promise, not a guarantee. But a I promise. Like um, if you want to see if you want to see Kyle Farmer shirtless, this is him yesterday. Okay. Okay. Well, I can't. He gets mad I, when I post collages and he's not a selfie with me. So I said, I got to get that selfie, bro. If they win, I really like that he said that. But, you know, you know, we want the ball and we're going to score is a famous line for a reason. All right. So you're going with the Blue Jays. Yeah. Okay. I will go with the Twins. I'm going to throw a couple more stats at you, maybe to convince Jake. Okay? I need it. I'm on the uh, fence right now. Sell me. He's sitting on the fence. Sell me this tale, pen. Tale of two offenses for the Twins. First half wasn't very good. Um, they're striking out a lot. Um, second half, they've been probably a top three offense in all of baseball. And by any metrics, homers, runs per game, everything. They've just gone off, okay? A um, couple reasons for that. Uh, they pinch hit a lot, like I said. I think early on, I don't think anybody was ready for that. It's not an easy thing to do. We talk about that all the time. Pinch hitting is very hard. They've gotten in the groove where they understand, like, I'm coming in the fifth inning most likely. Like, they know how to prepare for that. So, like, the the stats have gotten better and better and better because of that. And 
that type of managing happens in the playoffs a lot where you're getting guys in there. You're trying to find the right matchups and they are ready for that more than any other team because Rocco has been doing it all year long. So they're healthy. The offense is absolutely rocking. Ryan Jeffers is a freaking stud. I know that, you know, other teams have some good hitting catchers, but I, I think he's one of the better ones and nobody talks about him. I'm going twins. I think they're going to win two games in a row. I think they're going to go 2-0 and advance to play, I believe, the Astros, which is scary. But for this round, I'm confident. It's just yeah. brutal. I, I think I have either team winning both games. <laughs> so it's it's which team does it. It's it's Minnesota winning that first game, getting rid of the so so-called curse. That's lifted. They're feeling good. They're in Minnesota. They win them both. They head into the next round feeling really good about their pitching and their starting and bullpen. And like you're talking about with the lineup, there's some juice there. Blue Jays, kind of same thing. Like I, I think they had some nerves these last couple weeks. Remember, I think a week and a half ago, they were a game and a half out of the playoffs and it was like, whoa, Toronto, is this it? Now they're in the dance. They're playing Minnesota. And Trev, I know you're not going to like this answer because you're a little close to the situation, but I think Toronto just has a couple more dudes. Like I, as I look at the back half of that Toronto lineup, know who slid down in the Toronto lineup right now, Trev? Your guy, Matt Chapman. And like, I, I don't know what he'll provide offensively. I know he's had a weird year. I think he's had like a reverse bell curve year offensively. But you're telling me I got Matt Chapman playing his defense batting seventh or eighth? I've got Kiermaier down there. I know he's going to give me defense and maybe some offense. Like, uh, and what the lefties have provided, that was kind of Toronto's thing, right? Like, we need lefties. And they went out, and Varsho was kind of the move. And I was a little skeptical of that because I was like, wait, you're going to break up Vladdy and Bo Bichette with Varsho? Which everything he is defensively, uh, I think offensively he's on a, a different level than those guys. But Brandon Belt a guy who's been in a lot of big games. He's been nasty, and he's the lefty breaking up that lineup. With Kevin Biggio, a 404 on base in the second half, the Blue Jays have dudes that I just think if I'm looking... Trev, this is splitting hairs, man, because I love both these pitching staffs the same. I think defensively they line up similarly. I just see one or two more dudes in that Toronto lineup. George Springer's been in a lot of battles. That I'm going to lean on them. So, I again, like you guys kind of laughed. You said I wouldn't put my money on this one. This one for me, I wouldn't touch. Because I, <laughs> it could be one play. Like it could be one play in that first game. And I do think whoever comes out of here is a little bit of a problem. Blue Jays. So you guys are both on the Jays. Okay. I think here's here, my last thought on Twins. I want everyone to remember this and clip this. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I think the young nucleus that the twins have that have it's already broken through the big leagues, and then there's some that are on their way. Brooks Lee, the guy they drafted, I believe, what two years ago, he's like ready to come up and, and looks absolutely nasty. That might he might have been last year's pick. I don't know, whatever it is. It was two years ago. That group, this young nucleus that has come up, <clears throat> is just as good as any of these other young nucleuses that's coming up, but nobody talks about it. And I think this postseason, people are going to say, oh, shit. Go Twins, go. They may. 
Moving on to the National League. National League is brought to you by Blue Moon Gym. Oh. You might see me sipping on a couple of these during our postseason streams on the JM Baseball channel. Blue Moon. Think I didn't have a Blue Moon in Denver? Think I didn't? Because I did. He did. Trev was in Denver, Coors Field, mm. where this was invented. <laughs> Blue Moon Playoff Baseball is here. Playoffs. Bold. That's Blue Moon. Unique, that Valencia orange peel. It's the difference maker. It could be that wipeout seventh inning. It could be that diving catch in left center field. That's Blue Moon. It's beer that's made to brighten and get it delivered. There's games all day. Jimmy's not leaving the chair. There could be piss bottles. And if you're in that same energy, order some Blue Moon to wherever you live, check out get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Click the link in the description. You're going to be happy you did it. Phillies are hosting the Marlins. Phillies and Marlins. Is this a 2020 situation who did the marlins beat when they were all bottom feeders or that was a guy from philly that called them the bottom feeders i think they beat the yeah, cubs that that yeah, yeah yeah it was a guy it was a, it guy, was like a guy from the philly post, post game called them the bottom feeders and they embraced that that was it um phillies you should know them they were in the world series mm. last year they're a lot of fun players a lot of big names they had a trey turner they had they were 41 and 40 away that doesn't matter here they had a 605 winning percentage at home um harper's the team batting average leader schwarber had 47 homers castellanos 106 ribbies they're expected to start wheeler and nola familiar names they're going to go up against the marlins who are expected to start not Sandy Alcantara, because he's got UCL blown out. Jesus Lazardo, not blown out. Jesus Lazardo, reported by Marlins Beat, will get the pill. And then Braxton Garrett. Interesting note about that, Jake. Both mm. are lefty Big time. pitchers. Marsh for the Phillies. Good defensively. He doesn't start against lefty pitchers. So maybe that's good news for the Marlins, or maybe it's bad because Marsh's pinch hitting numbers are great. Mm. Bring in a righty out of the pen. We'll sub Marsh in. He'll hit a homer or a double. Phillies are 30 and 21 versus lefties. Um, yeah, this is, a, you know, a division, division rivals. These teams have seen each other. Um, and yeah, Lazardo and Braxton Garrett. I know that that doesn't have the sex appeal. A uh, sex appeal, one two mm-hmm. punches. Some of the others, but there, those are two really, really good lefties. Um, I don't know. I mean, Marlins fans maybe earmuffs. Although I, I think you might know what's coming. Like, I feel like Philly's just built for this, man. I, I, you know, I've turned into a Dombrowski hive guy. I, I made the turn. I went clear. And I, I don't know, this Phillies lineup in Phillies, like, I think, I think they're licking their chops, man. And maybe that's horribly rude to Miami, and it is kind of. But Philly's like, okay, so the playoffs are here. 
We got Nolan Wheeler going. We got our lineup. The Marlins are coming into town. Like, let's run it. Like, I, I think they're ready to go, and I... I hope the Marlins can change my perspective and I'm going to be rooting fish like Trev. I know you've been on for a couple years. Like this team has a recipe. Uh, It's will it show up? And I don't know coming into Philadelphia. That's just a daunting task, man. I have Philly winning the world series this year in my preseason predictions. And you know, it's when you get to the postseason, now you have the format, you know, kind of put out in front of you and you see all the teams. Like, I feel like, you know, your mind can change. I, I still really also believe in this team. I, I love like the made it to the dance last year, have that taste in your mouth, have to get back. It's like an urge, like an absolute, like you need it, like you need air type thing for these guys. Miami, on the other hand, I don't know if they have that type of feeling, but they're definitely, they aren't scared of this series. And if you talk about like upsets, like there's going to be some upsets in the wild card bound, no doubt about it. Like this one to me kind of has a feeling of like, dang, they could just go in there and kind of neutralize some of those bats and, you know, timely hitting one run game, all that stuff we talk about with the, with the Miami Marlins, like that could easily show up here. It could easily show up here. If you look at like Lazardo, like kind of like some of the standout matchups we have on our sheet, Trey Turner's 0 for 8 against him. Bryce Harper's 1 for 9. Alec Bohm's 1 for 11. Like, if you don't see a guy well, you don't see a guy well. And then you, I just, I know what Philly has too. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to lean Philly in this series. But this one to me has the biggest kind of like upset potential in this series. I mean, we're talking, like you said, it's interdivision. Miami did win the season series. They have some pieces. It, they seem like a team that could ruin a bunch of dreams to me. And in the in the research I, I was doing for this segment, the Phillies fans aren't happy they ended up with this draw. Like Marlins have just been a team they don't like facing, even though even with Garrett's numbers not being great against them, like there's a they kind of feel like they just haven't beaten these two starters specifically. Um so they've got some interesting vibes in this set. I got choices to make. I just think the Phillies have so many batters that are going to have a good approach, especially after doing this, being in the playoffs last year. Um, a little more patience where the Marlins hitters might be a little more excited, a little more, you know, we have to beat them because they're the favorites. Chasing a little more where you have Schwarber setting the tone, um, taking pitches, working counts. Harper's going to do the same. Uh, I don't know. I just Yeah, I think the Phillies are a team to beat here tough man it's tough like i i i want to shout out some fish because it feels like we're we're all leaning one way like hopefully a rise shows up but you know he's he's been out like solaire has some playoff history like hey if if i i was just doing a little bit of like uh throwing a bad pitch meter and i was like my god the phillies (laughs) you throw one bad pitch to schwarber trey turner harper castellanos real mudo like that in a three-game set, that's it. Where for Miami, it feels like Arias will, will cut you. Like, he'll cut you. It doesn't feel like he'll kill you. And maybe we'll be looking back in three days saying, well, Luis Arias went eight for 11, so problem solved. Uh, Soler, we've seen it, and he can be the one that stings you. But Phillies, it's every guy. 
<laughs> it's every guy. And they've got dudes in their bullpen now. Remember when it was like Philly doesn't play defense and they don't have a bullpen? They kind of have that too. Like, I they feel like, and maybe it's because I want them to feel this way, they feel like the modern example of what teams should be trying to achieve in this playoff format. We have a ton of dudes. Get us in the dance, and we'll we'll take on anyone. You got Harper playing first base. Like, there's something so sick about that, and maybe that's why I'm just getting sucked in like a little kid. We keep talking about these lefties, you know, the four high-leverage relievers in the uh, Miami pen are lefties. You're starting two lefties the first two games. Philly's been better against left-handed pitching all year long. So what are we even talking about? I just deep dove into that. They... Good lefties can still have a night against the Phillies, like Max Fried had a good sure. night. Um, those stats are padded by some by some Mets, by some Mets. I was in wonder, uh, you know, there could Quintana be some blow up games. Peterson once, Quintana twice, uh, and then some like openers. I think the Pirates threw like Ozerk or what's his name, Okirk, Okert, Okert, yeah, even Okert. Uh, Angels threw an you- opener. Tyler Anderson you could say got, got, you could say that about like, like the right-handers too, though, right? Like they probably had some big blow-up games against some righties. Well, righties just such a larger sample size. Where like bad lefties, um, if you are a team where several even bad, bad lefties get you out, then I think that speaks a lot. Like, hey, you're prone to being bad against lefties. I don't. I I don't th- I think it's neutral against a good lefty pitcher. I would because those numbers are gaudy. They have like an 800 team OPS against lefty starting pitchers. So I was just going through the game log and be like, who have they gotten to? And it, I came away being like, all right, like it's not. They don't just crush every lefty. They've got some big games against some bad lefties. Or sure, some but even left, seasons. even just the lefties versus left-handed pitchers this year, I mean, they have a 740 OPS as yeah. a team. So it's they, not like because any, besides Marsh, their lefties are – is Marsh a lefty? Marsh is a lefty. Yeah, but, but besides him, uh, their Schwarber. lefties are pro players. They hit both yeah. sides. You know, they're not yeah. like uh, – Harper and Schwarber. Yeah, but yeah, you know, but a lot of the times the platoon is more – you know, the teams that have the Rays who have designed lefty-righty, right. like they're just good. Trey Turner one dot in it since whatever his standing ovation or whenever that was. Uh, he, I can't see. I just can't see this Phillies team exiting in the first round. I can't see it in my brain. And maybe that is the biggest warning that you can have when you're talking about sports is when it, something seems like it's a no doubt or it's usually not. I think I'm going to lean Phillies here, and I think it might take three games. I'll go Philly in three. I think you have to lean Phillies. I, I, you know, coming off of last year, the dude meter in Philly, like, I love me some Braxton Garrett, love me some baby Jesus. But I, how could you not lean Philly here? Um, it's baseball. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'll, I'll be happy to sing Miami's praises in a couple days if they do it. But I don't know. It feels like. Trey Turner runs into one and the place erupts. Kyle Schwarber first at bat. Like, if Schwarber hits a home run in his leadoff at bat, it'd feel like the series is over. <laughs> it'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. we're back. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's horribly rude. Jim, I do want you to see the name Orion Kirkering. I saw that already. I was like, <laughs> no way. 
He's got a funky pitch. No way. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, uh, if your name's Ryan Kirkering. I was looking at the defensive, the outs above average on these teams, and just just got a note. Um, I know Schwarber's DHing. Um, he drags the entire Phillies team down. <laughs> like they, as a team, they look bad on outs above average because he's <laughs> minus seventeen. Oof. And he's in the qualified like outfielders. Yeah. Uh, 76% success rate in the outfield. So just, that's and not they, a factor. And on the other side, Arise is horrible outs above average wise. The Phillies like have a defensive arrangement, even if they ended up having to start Schwarber in the outfield or something. They they have a group that they can get him out and plus defense and get Sosa in for Bohm. So they, yeah. They have a defensive arrangement. Yeah. Okay, so we're all on Phillies? Oh gosh, that's scary. First one we all agreed on. Yeah, I'm yeah. on Phillies as well. Ooh. The Marlins have a chance to just torture. Can I, like can I change mine from Phillies in three to Phillies in two? I have Phillies in two. Two. Tough. Rude. Um, Marlins win the World Series. Not an ad. It looks like our own Jack Doyle has started doing sock reviews on his Instagram. And his first one yeah. is yeah, day one. The worst that's a tough sock, bro. You got to throw sock that. I've ever seen. Two I mean, out of ten. But I mean, <laughs> that's what he wears. I mean, he doesn't. I've I've never seen no more socks that aren't that. I wouldn't put that on my foot. To do that as your first sock review. Yeah. You well, can you can't. Find you got to let people know you're going to be man. honest. Right. I like. Uh, I'm that wearing one company. these socks. Last wild card mm, series: mm. Jake's Diamondbacks oh. versus our Brewers. How about that? Before we wrap all this playoff talk up, how could we not talk about the DraftKings Sportsbook? Because they are going to be there all playoffs long. And if you're new to the game, you can bet just $5 on baseball and you get $200 instantly in bonus bets. We're going to be doing our live streams. There's going to be a couple bets out there. Make sure you're watching with us. And if you're at the DraftKings Sportsbook, Download it now. DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TALKING. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TALKING. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus, ages vary by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash baseball for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. This gets the prime time slot, or no? This gets the ten. No, this gets the prime. It's the latest slot, whether you consider seven, eight. Mm. West Coast team. So, Uh, all right. So, uh, D backs, Jake, fifteen and thirteen in September. Philly's gonna have the late slot. That's what I thought. This is the seven o'clock. Seven. This is seven. Yeah. Close. the, The NL games. The NLs are later. Jake, I'll let you. Tell everyone about your D-backs. The Brewers, 49 and 32 at home, also 605 winning percentage. Had a really good September, October. Really good record in one-run games. Uh, They finished at a season-high 22 games over 500. At no point in the season were the Brewers higher than that. Wow. 
Uh, Mark Kana delivered 800 OPS mm. in 50 games with Milwaukee. It's 33 RBIs in that stretch. Trailed only Contreras, 34 in that span. Um, and they have the best outfield defense in MLB, according to outs above average. Uh, Sal Freelich came to the office and then uh, ran into the wall to preserve a no-hitter like a wild man. He plays outfield like his hair's on fire. So... I'm excited. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, I just kept raving about the Brewers' defense. So I'm excited. I, I want defense to win a series here. I like the Brewers' defense. Jake, what do you like about the D-backs? And uh, tell us some more about them. They did it. Like, I feel like this whole year, it was kind of like, all right, Snakes, you're hanging around. Cool. Snakes are doing stuff in the West. This is awesome. They're kind of ahead of schedule. Now they're here with three games to play in Milwaukee. Uh, and they... Won both series against the Brewers this year. I mean, one was in April and one was in June. So what what can you really do with that? Um, Jim, the, what I like about this one is game one has everything on the table. It's the Snakes are throwing the kid. Brandon fought. Uh, Gallon and Kelly are lined up for two and three. So. Why? Because they were the playing to win the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. With that, there is a huge amount of pressure on game one. Like, everything's lining up Brewers for game one. Um, it's in Milwaukee. The The Snakes do not have their guys lined up. Game one's going to be super interesting because if the Snakes do jump out or get ahead, there's going to be that panic of like, oh, shoot. Like, they're kind of lined up for the rest of the series better than they are for game one. Um, who knows if we'll get there? Like, I, I think the other side of that is the Brewers could win a dominant game one and everyone's like, okay, almost like the series begins now. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for our snakes. I, I think the biggest thing that they have going for them, and it's a stat I keep leaning into, with Gabriel Moreno behind the plate, uh, this team has been a elite-level baseball team. Um, I think the catcher position is underrated throughout baseball. I think we need to re-examine how we're evaluating it because I think it matters more. They're in on every pitch. And if they bring something on the other side of the ball, that matters. Uh, and Moreno does that. I don't know. I, I've been saying for a little while that I think this Brewers team, compared to some of the previous Brewers teams, feels in a better place. Like the lineup's got a little more depth for me. Uh, they're always able to pitch, but it feels like their three guys are ready to go. Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. Devin Williams, in the end, is the end. Uh, with their fleet of other Brewers-ish guys. Joel Piamps with a massive season. Abner Uribe uh, is going to be a storyline in this postseason. Um, snakes have to feel like they're playing with a little bit of house money and you know a little bit continuing, just nobody believes in us. Uh, they arguably have the number one dude on the field in Corbin Carroll. Like, what kind of impact is he going to leave in his first postseason? Um, I don't know. I, I think they're up against it. I think the Brewers should be the favorites. But, like, especially if, if the Snakes steal game one, it lines up beautifully for them. That is such the X factor. I think this series gets divide, uh, decided in game one. Ooh. And I know that if you're a Snakes fan, you say, well, we got – we got Gallon and we got Kelly going two and three. So we're going to be in those games no matter what happens game one. But you, it's the momentum thing. 
if you have Corbin Burns go out there and, and do what he does and say that Fott doesn't have a great start, I'm not saying he can't, but say he doesn't and the Brewers take game one, that's going to be very, very tough for the Diamondbacks to go up against Woodruff, Peralta, that rested pen, and and kind of sneak two wins out there. So I, I agree with you. That's probably the storyline of this round. And, you know, it makes you think about the next rounds, too. I mean, that's the, why it's so important to have these buys here is because you can just line your pitching up while these other teams have to go into the wild card, use all their pitching, and then kind of start their three and four or four and five guys to start off that next series. Kind of what's happening in this series to start because, like you mentioned, the Diamondbacks were still going out and and making sure they made the playoffs. So game one's very, very important. I'm excited to see kind of like the new guys on the Brewers. You know, we know Willie Adamas is going to have some postseason moments. I, I believe Christian Yelich is going to have some postseason moments, but the guys they brought over have been very good. And are they going to just come in and kind of be like, okay, we got these guys for this reason. And if Mark Canna produces like he has been and, and Santana as well, that's a huge, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to make this feel different, like you mentioned, than any other Brewers teams. And then the X factor for me on the offensive side for the Brewers, Josh Donaldson. Wouldn't it be just like some kind of story that he just showed up and hit some postseason homers and you cannot put it past that guy to do it? You just can't. I think this series, although I don't think it's going to be the most viewed by, you know, non-fans of the teams or just baseball fans, has the is going has the chance, like most likely to offer us the brand of baseball I think is most entertaining to people who do not watch the sport regularly. You have two defensively minded, like stud teams. Like both these teams have great defense, will make crazy plays um, at shortstop, catcher position, the outfield. They, they all, I mean, the Diamondbacks don't have a player that qualifies. That's negative. They're all plus. Uh, the Brewers' only negative is Rowdy. Otherwise, they're all plus, and Adamas is, like, crazy good uh, defensively. You can steal bags. I think we're going to get some speed on the bases, first to third. Corbin Carroll's really fun to watch if you're, like, a new viewer. So I wish it had the sex appeal to go get people that are like, hey, I want to try to watch playoff baseball this year. I didn't watch any regular And, like, go, like, this one, I, I think the Phillies will have more of that appeal. Um but I do think we could see some really fun baseball if the if we get some base runners and some balls put in play. And my one question, Jake, if you know, or any Diamondbacks fan that's listening, because I don't know, with having to throw fought, who hasn't been great, um, what is his leash? Is it mo- and and then if it's really short, which I'm guessing would be a little on the shorter end uh, in a close game, you know, if it's a tied game. Uh, one to one, two to two, and he's through three innings. Is it okay? Like we're in it, and you have uh, a starter that's not Gallon or Kelly. Uh, is Davies still around, or they have a long man or Jarvis? Uh, Jarvis can give them some length. Um, they've got bodies out there, and I mean, luckily it's a three-game wild card, so like you can. Yeah, so that's a, but if, you're, if, you are right if, that it's an interesting point. Do you use your guys if game one is getting Or do K-wise? you let him eat five innings right. and 
you're confident with the next two starters you have. I think you have enough guys that you don't let a like. There's no need to let a guy die on the mound in a yes, wild card yes, game. Yes, but it's not. Is but, it like? Is it fucking short, short leash, and you bullpen game it, or are you gonna? I don't know. I think they give the kid a shot. He's like okay. a real prospect. He's got the talent. I. You think they're just gonna instant? I yank. think that's. I don't think it's instant yank. I think he gets one time through the order. See where we're at. Continue through on through the order, and the first sign of trouble after that, I feel like there's there can you can make a move. This, like you said, this is the wild card series, man. It's three games in a row. You gotta guys are gonna have to throw on back to back days in the bullpen, and possibly back to back to back days. This is there's there's no more to me. There's no more restrictions in that way. Like nobody's gonna put their hand up and say, "Coach, I can't throw today." And I, I just, I don't think you want to get behind 1-0. And I'm, I'm not saying this guy can't go out there and have a great start. 100% he can. But if there's signs of struggle going on, I think Tori Lavella goes out there quickly, goes to the pen, and, or guys that he thinks are going to give him a better shot in that game. I think it's, I think they're going to go out and try to win this game. It's not going to be like, oh, well, let's just let him go and see what happens because we have these next two stars. You can't approach the game like that. I think he's going to have a very short leash. Trev, I... I like that from the perspective of making the burden easier on the kid. Like you tell Brandon Fa, hey, get ready to do one time through. If you're cruising, let's ride it out. If not, I just think for a kid starting his first playoff game, and like Jimmy said, he hasn't been like dominating or anything. This isn't like, whoa, we're putting the kid out there for game one. Like Fott's had a, a couple touch and go starts recently where I liked that. Like, hey, I know this is a playoff game, kid. Give us one time through. You know, if you're cruising, we'll feed off it. If not, that's all we need anyway. So I, I think the Snakes will have a plan, but they can't put them in a compromised position for game two. So I, I think you have your middle reliever guys lined up and ready to go, and hopefully you're in a position to win. If you're not, you do have to be careful with a Seawald or a Ginkle because it may not be worth the bullets if you're down one or two runs, which it's a tough spot to be in because it's – these are do or die. Madison Bumgarner rides his horse back uh, into the Diamondbacks clubhouse and says, let me back on the team, guys. Don't you know my postseason experience? And I say, Madison, what the fuck are you out doing here? here. <laughs> it's after September. Evan I'm... Longoria kicks his horse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Evan would never do that. He's the best person ever. This is a tough one uh, to make a prediction on. Only because we have friends on both teams mm. that are going to listen to the show, and when I don't say one of their names, they're going to text us and be mad. Yeah. Yes. So I abstain. Let's forget that we have any friends. Okay, so forgetting we have any friends that I know are going to like uh, uh, get uh, hurt by my stupid, uh, you know, pull out of a hat prediction. I truly have no lean. <laughs> 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 I don't like that. I don't like, I agree with you guys. Game one means a lot because this is the only matchup where we have a starting pitcher. I don't even know if you can let him go through the full uh, lineup once, Trev. Like, they've been using their bullpen a lot, the diebacks. In the last 10 days, it's like, I was looking at it, it's like four games, four innings pitched. Three games, yeah. three innings pitched. Like, they've been using guys a ton to the point where I I don't watch Diamondbacks games and I don't know their uh, strategy, but I would think it's a very quick hook because you think you're going to get length out of your starter the next day. Mm. Like that would be 
and you like your bullpen. Um, and if you're doing that, and now the Brewers got to face a new guy every time they come up. Like, that's how I would think of this if I was D-backs. Don't let the Brewers see the same pitcher twice, no matter what. Because you have the arms. You can still save people in a three-game set if you trust that Gallon and, and, and Keller are going to give you innings in the next two games if it goes three. And in that situation, I kind of like that's tough, but, but it's also tough to rely on that many arms. Burns is really good. Burns' history versus Diamondbacks is really interesting. His first game, eight innings pitch, zero in runs, completely shut him down. The next game, the Diamondbacks tagged him for like seven runs in the <laughs> first inning. I think he didn't record an out uh, for a while. So... I'm I'm really torn here, and just because I am mad at Josh Donaldson still, and uh, for the Brewers for uh, picking him up, and maybe rubbing in rubbing it in Yankees fans' face, and for that reason alone, I'll choose the Diamondbacks. Don't make me feel dumb. Don't make me feel dumb as a Yankees fan. So much leans on this first game. Mostly, I want to pick Brewers, but I, in my head, I just see the. I don't know why I see the Diamondbacks sneaking out a game and saying we got Gallon and Kelly. We just got to win one of these games. And Zach Gallon, for those who don't know, and look, the Brewers have great pitching. Zach Gallon's a fucking dog. If he has a chance to close out a series, and because they snuck game one. I think he's going to do it. I'm taking the Diamondbacks. I think they surprise people. I think they're going to steal some bags in big situations. I think they, I think, I think for some reason they're going to go in and get this game one. It's the only reason I'm picking them is I think they are going to steal this game one. Yeah. And then or they, they just two fucking going. destroy fought. He hasn't been good. That could also happen, but I think he's going to have a very short leash. There's no way. That he's going to be able to navigate through trouble. It's going to be it's going to be a very short leash, and I agree with you. If if the bullpen can show up and you're facing different guys, you know you're only facing a guy once a game, and then you have to face Gallon and Kelly. It's it's a risky move for the Diamondbacks. One they have to do anyway, and because of the way it lined up. But I, I'm going Diamondbacks. I think they're going to sneak out game one, and then they're going to win one of the next two. Just checking for my records. You're both on the snakes. I'll switch if you don't. Thank if, you. I'll, I'll, I'll go Brewers. Thank you. I Burns is a you know stud. You snakes. Sal Frillick terrain came to this office. We rubbed our magic potion all over them. Oh, Josh geez. Donaldson. Mm. I Yeah. Gosh, now you're going to make me change. Get I mean. Go change. Go to the Brewers. No, I'm going snakes. This is a series that the, the one series I think I don't have like a real – Good lean on, but I I'm I'm going upset city here. I think we could feel pretty dumb because we could we could be here on Thursday being like, well, Burns and Woodruff and Williams <laughs> held them to zero runs. Well, that's yes. why I'm on the Brewers. Yes, that's why you're on the Brewers. Yeah, right. I have to go snakes. I am a man of snakes. My name rhymes with snakes. They used me in their like pregame uh, video the other day. Didn't even know. It was just on the big board. 
Here's what I will give to my biased snakes answer. There's an argument that they have the three best hitters in this series. Corbin Carroll, Cattell Marte, and Christian Walker. Um, you know, Yelly and William Contreras obviously have can enter that conversation. But I don't know. I'm uh it's a three game series. The snakes are nice to me. I'm nice to people who are nice to me. Go snakes. Wow. Gabriel Moreno has thrown up 48% of base dealers trying to steal second base. William Contreras has thrown out 18% of runners trying to steal second base. I think that plays into this series. Snakes, baby. I mean, Snakes in two. Sullivan got in like a very, you know, it's the second or third year if you count 2020. Year of this format, so we're still kind of learning some strategies. But I, but I remember last year was a big talk about there's bit there's a lot of discourse about like oh it's the best strategy your your ace being game two in these series and so obviously that would be with your your second best starter going game one ideally. But you know, Diamondbacks are get aren't the one team that's kind of testing it this year, not by their choice. But interested, can't, can't wait till this graphic goes out. Are the Snakes the only team that don't care if they lose game one? Uh, they care if they lose game one, bro. They want to win game one. Every team cares. Every team wants They're not trying game to punt one. game one. They're the team that's most confident even after losing game one. Okay. I'll take that. Because they're not starting their ace. They're losing the lease by losing game one. Yeah. A little worried for Fox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not okay. I mean, it's not like he's <laughs> facing what do you call it? The 27 Yankees? No offense to the Brewers. What about the 27 Yankees? Is that what the good team was? That's the good. last time you guys were good. I thought you were predicting really the future. <laughs> 2027. Judge. Um, yeah, but he's been not good. Like his game log isn't. Like be much. special. Kid. Of of late, there's been some good yeah. games, but not all good games. There has. I think two of his last three are good, but the one in the middle was bad. So like, he's he's had a couple nights, but they're not great or anything. Just, five point five point one versus the versus the Cubs on September fifteenth. Zero earned runs, four hits, one walk. So he can give enough. I'm, I'd be nervous about it, but he can make a memory. We're kind of talking in circles now. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I don't have today. a lot of faith in thought. But There's go make a memory. Card preview. Yeah, Goodbye. I agree with you. You know what? Thoughts it. He's really good at facing a team twice. Face the Padres, bad. Face them again, good. Jigsaw's. Cubs, bad. Cubs again, good. So if he gets the ball in game two after getting the ball in game one, I trust him to make the correction. He's learning. Who's Jake? What, what do you mean Jake sucks? Oh, he's this guy. He's horrible. Sam Baseball, live streaming. See you guys there all day.